Hello, everyone, and welcome to Bath and Biscuits, the podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Rosino, and I am here to bring pet parents and pet professionals together to create a community of educated pet lovers. Hello, everybody. It has been a while since I did an episode, so before I get into this week's topic, I want to kind of give a little bit of an update on my life and what's been going on in the past few months. So recently in March, I started a new job. I'm working with a big franchise within the industry. Right now, I'm just doing like customer service representative work. but there is a lot of opportunity for growth within that franchise. So I'm excited to see where this job takes me in the industry. I am not really grooming so much anymore right now, especially I'm not grooming. I did have a baby. She was born on June 14th. So the situation um, with my grooming room being out of my house, everything kind of had to get flip-flopped around. So I don't really have an area in my house to groom anymore. Um, And even if I did still have the section to groom with a newborn baby, it would be really hard for me to have dogs in and out of the house and like doing that. So right now I have taken a step back from grooming. I don't know if I'll get back into it realistically grooming was never my end goal in terms of a career I want to do so much more within the industry and it's not grooming and I love all my clients I'm gonna miss them but I haven't decided yet but most likely I'm probably not going to continue back up with grooming and just kind of see where this job takes me and I'm really gonna try to focus on my podcast and kind of wanting to do consulting with other businesses and helping them out so kind of trying to see where that will take me and so yeah that's really just been what's going on in my life so this episode this week I'm really excited about it's a very controversial topic and it's something that I am such a nerd about and it is on vaccines so the way that I'm going to break up this topic because it's going to be in two episodes because it is a lot of information and so I want to break it up so that it's easier to kind of digest Um, and I want to start off by saying I am not a vet this is not medical information you and your vet make the best choice for your pet in terms of vaccines this is me just giving facts factual information Um, and you do with that information what you want. You can completely disregard this episode. You don't even have to continue listening. Whatever you choose to do with this information is up to you and your vet. I think a big problem is the there's over-vaccination. I'm not against vaccines. It's just an over-vaccination of our pets and veterinarians pushing vaccines without a second thought or as if there's no type of side effects there's no like as if vaccines are not harmful and we've come to learn that that's not the case vaccines do have side effects vaccines can be harmful and there's really a time and a place for certain vaccines and there's not a time and place for certain vaccines so 
I really want to dive into it and the first episode that I want to make is talking about your pet's immune system because I think it's important for you to understand how the immune system works to then understand more so vaccines and like side effects and things like that. So information that I'm going to give for this episode is going to come from a book that is written by an actual veterinarian. His name is Dr. Picarin. The book itself is called Dr. Picarin's Complete Guide to Natural Health for Dogs and Cats. And to just give some background on him, um, he graduated from veterinary school and then he went on to a graduate program to earn a PhD where he focused on the immune system. He wound up creating his own practice and in school, he was taught that vaccines may not work, essentially. Um, Never was taught that vaccines can have side effects, never were taught that vaccines are bad or can cause any type of health issues. The only kind of negative thing that was ever said about vaccines was that they might not be effective. So keep that in mind that that's the type of education that he got in school about vaccines. What wound up changing the trajectory of his practices is when he started to learn about nutrition. So moving away from dry kibble, he started to focus more on the importance of nutrition and whole foods, raw foods, cooked food, things like that, like actual food, not dry processed kibble. So he started making those nutritional changes with his clients and he started to implement more homeopathic treatments and that's something that he noticed is that if he had a a client that he was treating they would take 10 steps forward 10 steps back after a vaccine was given and again he was never taught that vaccines cause any issues so at first he never thought that vaccines were causing these setbacks in his patients because he was never taught that right like his education that he got in school when he went for his veterinary like degree when he went for his phd he was never ever taught anything bad about vaccines this is important because this is the type of education that our vets are getting they're not being told that vaccines can cause side effects. They're not being told that vaccines can cause health issues, right? So when they're seeing issues within their patients, they're not going to think, oh, it's a vaccine because this is not something that they were taught. However, Dr. Picarin started to see a trend that there were issues and issues and issues after getting vaccines. And it wasn't just with one specific pet It was with multiple and so that's when he started to kind of connect the dots and found the link that the vaccines were causing these health issues or the vaccines were causing these setbacks and so this changed his idea of vaccinations and his protocol with the vaccines so what i want to focus on is the pet's immune system and really simple breaking it down into two parts you first have cellular immunity and this is the mucous membranes of the respiratory system and the GI tract and their lymph nodes and the job of cellular immunity is to engulf and destroy microorganisms and this is the body's first line of defense against any type of foreign invasion. Then you have humoral immunity and this is the production of antigen specific antibodies. So that's a specific way of breaking down the immune system, just putting it into two parts. 
Dr. Picaren breaks it down even further and explains that there are four major parts of the immune system. So part one, he calls the complement system. And this is about 30% of proteins that are circulating in our pet's blood. And this is found in every single animal as a naturally reoccurring substance. And they make up about 10% of all the proteins in the blood. These proteins are developed very early and this is a way of handling any type of invaders. And what happens is that they'll attach themselves to anything foreign and destroy it. And one big advantage of this system is how fast it acts because the proteins are already in the blood. So as soon as any bacteria or a virus or other organism gets into the blood or the tissues, this system automatically and immediately responds. The other part of this system is that it's going to send off chemical signals to the immune system that something in the body may need its attention, that there was some type of invader that came into the body and it's sending off signals to alert the rest of the immune system that something something is trying to attack. The next part of the immune system is the guardians. And these are cells that sit at possible body entrances just inside the tissues, and they are active in recognizing and destroying invaders. The mucous membranes make up a large area of the body. So think the lining of the eyes, the throat, the mouth, the digestive tract, the stomachs, the intestines, the colon, the nose, the trachea, the lungs, the urinary tract, the reproductive tract. And about three-fourths of the immune system is stationed at these places. There are different cells within the mucous membranes, and their jobs are to basically eat anything foreign and digest it into smaller pieces. And then they'll take some of these fragments of what they've digested and bring them to where other types of cells are waiting, so such as the lymph nodes. And then they're going to send out signals to the rest of the immune system to let it know that there's a problem. And this part of the immune system is basically what runs the show in terms of a response, and they react within seconds or minutes. The third breakdown of the immune system is called the travelers, and these are cells that are circulating in the blood, and they're ready to go wherever they're needed. And there are several types of cells. And these cells get triggered by the activity of the complement system or the signals from the guardians. And once they're triggered, they're going to travel to the source of the problem through the blood vessels and help get rid of the threat. So they'll either eat or kill the invader or toxic material that has gotten into the immune system. But in order for these cells to be triggered to do their job, they have to be alerted by another part of the immune system, which is really your cellular immunity, which is the mucous membranes, they have to be alerted that something was ingested, something was is starting to invade, because that's going to trigger the rest of the body. It's a system. In the process of doing this over and over, the travelers can exhaust themselves and die. And the last part of the immune system that Dr. Picarin says is the learners, and this is going to be like the humoral immunity. So these are cells that produce specific antibody molecules that are going to attach themselves to the invaders and mark them for destruction. And this part of the immune system learns how to respond to the invaders. The learners will look at the details of the invader and adapt themselves to respond specifically to it, especially if it's something new. And this is how antibodies are made. The foreign material is evaluated and a specific protein that corresponds to it is made. 
Something to understand is that if cellular immunity can do its job, then humoral immunity doesn't have to come into action. So it's the cellular immunity or those guardians that call the shots within the immune system and its response. So they're going to attack the evaders, um, digest them, and then send out signals for for support and tell the body to increase blood flow and they'll alert the learners to create antibodies. And a way to kind of explain how natural infection works, like say, for example, a viral infection, which is like canine distemper or parvo, those are viruses, right? So they're going to come in through the eyes, nose, or mouth. If they're swallowed, um, they're going to move to the throat, the stomach, and the intestines. And there are a few exceptions to this pathway. If a mosquito is carrying a virus or if like rabies, that's going to be a bite. Um, but most viral infections are going to be and are going to enter the body through breathing it in or swallowing it. So the first thing is that the virus is going to encounter the lining of the mucous membranes in which it entered. These areas are covered by mucus, which is going to trap the invaders. If they wind up getting through the mucous membrane, there are going to be cells waiting for them. If those cells don't stop the virus, it then has to pass the lymph nodes. If the virus winds up getting into the blood, it could then be engulfed by the cells in the blood or it could be filtered out by the liver or the spleen or it could be neutralized by the complement system. So most viruses have a preferred part of the body where they want to go and reproduce themselves. So their intention is to reach those areas of the body. And so if the, area, if the virus is successful in reaching that area of the body, that is where we'll see the disease present itself and we'll see a sick animal. But there are a lot of lines in place for preventing that from happening. I know this is like a lot of information, but this is so important to understand that like just because your pet comes in contact with something doesn't mean they're necessarily going to be sick because if they have a strong immune system, their bodies should naturally be able to fight things off. And there's a natural way exposure will happen with your pet. So the next part of this is I just want to talk about vaccines in general, just some information on them. So you have multiple viruses or your combination vaccines. So there's so many vaccines that are given today that are a combination vaccine, which are multiple pathogens mixed together. In nature, it is very, very unlikely for your pet to come into multiple viruses at one time or multiple like virus and bacteria at one time. So think of like the distemper combination vaccine. It's distemper, parvo, power influenza, hepatitis. Sometimes I even see lepto thrown in there. Like it is not common at all, not likely that they will come into all of those diseases in nature at one time. And yet they're getting injected with all of these viruses in one single vaccine. And the immune system focuses on recognition. So throwing too much at it at once is going to cause confusion. The next unnatural thing about vaccines is the pathway. So the way that vaccines are being administered, they take a different entry route by being injected and natural infection is only going to be a few particles of a virus where a vaccine is going to have a large load of organisms coming in and it's bypassing that first line of defense so where in nature 
our pets are going to either smell something, ingest something, and it's going to have to go through the lines of defense that are in place by its immune system. A vaccine is going to skip those lines of defense and just be injected right into our pets and it's going to be multiple vaccine uh, multiple viruses or bacteria being injected and so this is going to shock the immune system as well there are also other things added into vaccines because it was learned that if they just inject the virus by itself it might not result in adequate immunity by doing like trial and error and things like that they found that adding substances like mercury or aluminum it made much more of a threat into the immune system and so it increased antibody production so there are other things added into the vaccines and these additives can cause issues with our pets and immunologists aren't exactly sure why they make such a difference but they do Um, But several studies also show that these additives are a major factor in causing post-vaccine illness. And there's also other contaminants within the vaccine. So viruses that are used for a vaccine have been grown in a lab and they're using tissue cultures of a cell from some part of a body. And in this culture, the virus infect the cells, which then make hundreds of more viruses that are then released out into the fluid. And that's how many viruses in the vaccine are made. And when the vaccine fluid is being prepared, you can't just extract the virus. You're going to get all those other tissues and contaminants and the fluid that will contain cell debris, DNA, and various um, components of the growth medium used to feed the cells, which is going to contain animal protein. What becomes a problem now is when this vaccine gets injected into your pet's body, They're not just responding to the virus or to the bacteria, they're now also responding to the tissue fragments, which will result in making antibodies that will attack its own body's normal cells. This is why you see with over-vaccination, autoimmune disease shows up because the body and the immune system can't differentiate from the cells, like the tissue cells that are used in a vaccine versus its own body's tissues. So this is why... Again, you see autoimmune disease in over-vaccinated pets. And lastly, vaccines are causing a weakened immune system. It has been observed in clinical experience that for a time after a vaccination, the immune system is weakened and the animal is more susceptible to other diseases. So this is really just basically how your pet's immune system works, the breakdown of the immune system, and then why vaccines are so unnatural because they just totally bypass how your pet's natural immune system would work. And there's just other things mixed into these vaccines that cause a response and over-vaccinating can really cause issues with our pets. In the second episode, I'm going to talk more about vaccines and then more so touch on like the specific viruses and bacteria and like the diseases that these vaccines are for because I feel like so many people get vaccines and they don't even know about the disease that they're supposed to be preventing they just like yeah my dog is gonna get this 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 and they don't even know what they're vaccinating against so I feel like it's important for people to understand the disease itself and then make a decision based on again all that information So make sure you listen next week for part two, which is going to be more breakdown of the diseases and things like that and tips that you can do with vaccines and avoid 
having any type of issues with your pet. 